So Longpore began by reflecting that this Pavarna or invitation ceremony marks the end of our three months rains retreat, uh, the end of the traditional monastic vasa. And the end of this vasa also uh, means that now we're uh, not subject to certain rules that we have to hold within the three months rains retreat. For example, um, we're allowed to travel now um, and to leave the monastery for longer than seven days, whereas during the Vasa we have to stay in one place. Similarly, in the months following the Vasa, the Buddha set down special privileges for the monastics uh, called patina privileges, which were allow allowances um, to assist the monks in making robes. And uh, these include uh, a wide variety of things, including being able to keep uh, cloth for a certain amount of time, um, to be away from one's robes, at dawn, and other uh, similar allowances. However, in our tradition, the Longpore Cha tradition, we intentionally uh, relinquish these privileges from the beginning and continue to practice uh, as usual, holding our usual rules and observances. So, throughout this three-month rains retreat, the monks have lived together in harmony. The new monks and those who have been ordained for a long time have all lived in the same community, helping one another and cultivating a sense of togetherness throughout these three months. They've dedicated themselves to keeping Porwat, or the various observances of the monastery, to working and contributing to the various projects around the monastery, to study, and to doing all of these things with sincerity and intention. So Longpo wishes to extend his animotana, his rejoicing in that uh, way of being together that the community has cultivated for this time. This marks the 34th uh, or 35th vasa of the monastery. 
And looking at this, one reflects how quickly time has passed. Now that the rains retreat is officially over, begins a period of more activity as the monastery prepares for the traditional katina or robe offering ceremony. Usually work increases and the monks end up doing more than they have in order to prepare for the large ceremony. However, even in the midst of such activity, it's important that we continue to practice and keep the formal meditation as the center of our lives and the essence of our goal. It is consistently to be placed as the most important aspect of why we're here. Lay people have offered requisites and what we need to live for the express purpose of assisting us in that practice. And so it's our duty to keep it at the center of our lives. As we develop mindfulness throughout the day and throughout our activities, our concentration grows stronger and this gives rise to wisdom. So over the rains retreat, monks uh, practice different observances. Some ate vegetarian, many ate uh, one meal a day, some ate only out of their bowl, avoiding dishes on the side. Others took on the sitter's practice, refusing to lie down all throughout the night. And we should rejoice in such uh, special practices and devotion towards uh, really pushing themselves in their practice. Uh, one, two monks, or three monks actually, took on the sitter's practice throughout the enti entire vasa, not lying down all night throughout the entire three months. Uh, one of them, Kuba Frederick, has been holding this practice consistently for over two and a half years at this point. One monk, Kuba Tut, who also took on the Siddhish practice and avoided lying down at night throughout these entire three months, was also making a practice of sitting for five hours continuously each night from 10 p.m. to 3 a.m. And although he's a monk with a small body, we can reflect that he has a big heart for the formal practice. Practicing in this way, one has the chance to move over and beyond painful feeling. And one might, in the midst of such asceticism, think about their friends and the other monks sleeping comfortably in their cooties. But we should also reflect that the fruit of such suffering in the present moment is happiness later. Such asceticism leads to joy uh, afterwards. It's not enough to eat well and sleep well if the practice is not going well and if one is not devoted towards cultivating the heart, this still leads to suffering. 
But even in circumstances where one is getting almost not enough to eat or maybe not enough to sleep, if the practice is good, if devotion to the formal meditation is clearly at the center of life, then the practice in life can be said to be good and to be prospering. So, one shouldn't think that because the, va the vasa is over, one can put down this devotion to practice. Rather, we continue to put forth effort as we have for these past three months. We keep our practice continuous. It's uh, the same as it was. And it's whatever gains we have made throughout the vasa, the important and also most difficult thing now is to protect them. One month uh, managed to lose uh, a huge amount of weight, uh, many, many kilograms throughout this vasa. Uh, he came in quite heavy and was really sincere about actually lightening up a bit, and he did. But uh, we shouldn't think that the task is over. To keep the weight off is the hard thing. And similarly, if we manage to achieve a measure of samadhi or calm lucidity, protecting that samadhi is the harder thing. We can gain upachara or neighborhood concentration, but to keep it going is the true task. So, finally, we should extend a clear and joyful anamotana to one another for the effort made these past three months, for the harmony cultivated, and should continue to practice in such a way into the future. <laughs>